Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where OP gets fired but walks away with millions of dollars. Our next Reddit post is from Village Idiot. This happened to a family member, and it's my favorite legal screw-up story. My family member was a partner in a law firm. The way that a lot of law firms work is partners who retire get a pension. It's based on the average salary of their last few years or something similar. This only applies if you actually retire and don't go work somewhere else. My family member wasn't near retiring at all. The two other partners who were in his area of practice at this firm decided to push him out. Instead of trying to come to an agreement for him to leave, they ambushed him in a meeting where they had already drafted exit documents for him to sign. They included some token severance, but basically said to pack up your stuff or we're going to make this a huge hostile thing and drag your name through the mud. There's a non-compete clause in a lot of partnership agreements, so if you're a partner, you can't just leave and take clients and go work somewhere else right away. In their haste to prepare these documents, they negated a bunch of these clauses, so he would be able to work at another firm without waiting for the non-compete period. However, they missed that some of these clauses were also what governed the part of the pensions clause that doesn't let you get the pension if you work for another firm after you leave. Basically, they wrote documents that gave him a pension way early and for the rest of his life, and based on some really good years that he had for the firm. He noticed this when he read the documents because he's a good lawyer. He knew they screwed up, and he also knew that he would be able to get a job pretty easily, so instead of negotiating or fighting it, he just signed them and left it as is. They were very surprised because they were expecting a huge fight or a long negotiation. He ended up getting another job pretty quickly at a different law firm. He waited a couple of months. Then, he called up one of the other partners and said something like, So, when are you going to start making the payments? Based on his age when this happened, they would have to pay my family member a large sum of money every year for like 40 to 50 years. They basically messed their pants. Once they went back through and realized what they had forced him to sign, they started making offers to buy him out of his pension. Eventually, he settled for a multi-million dollar payout, all because he signed the documents that they put in front of him. Our next Reddit post is from Armor. I work in the entertainment industry as a rigger. At this particular event, I was head rigger. What that usually means is that all the locations of rigging points that get hung on the ceilings for lighting, speakers, etc. are plotted and measured. Calculations are done for the rigging needed to hang everything so that it ends up over the spot that the client wants. This is usually done several weeks before an event. I use AutoCAD on my iPad and iPhone app to calculate and store the data. This particular event was sponsored by BlackBerry, and they didn't want to see any non-BlackBerry phones or devices out or used by the crew while setup was being done. After the second time that I was caught, I was told to put away my iPhone with the threats of being escorted out of the venue if I was seen with my phone again. This threat came from the project manager of the event company overseeing the setup. Even after explaining the reasoning to no avail, it was malicious compliance time. The work had to grind to a halt for 40 minutes just so I could print out the CAD drawing because I couldn't use my Apple device. Then I pulled out a pad and paper and started all the calculations for rigging points from scratch by hand. I made it as painfully slow and expensive as possible. Considering there was a rigging team of 8 people waiting for the info so they could hang the points and motors for the rigging. Even when the project manager was begging, pleading with me to speed it up and that it was okay to use my device and he was apologizing profusely, I told him he was very explicit on the rules. I reminded him of his words. 
If I see that effing thing out again, you'll be taken out by security and you will not be employed further. He shouldn't have pissed off the person with the plans and data to hang the show. I relented after lunch to go back to our normal work process, but only if that project manager was kept out of my sight. It's always funny when I cross paths with him on gigs because he's very cordial and a changed person, lol. Our next Reddit post is from Clevercubed. A few years ago, I went to a very large week-long conference in Las Vegas. On one of the evenings, our company was throwing a massive party for our customers. These parties were known to be epic, and everyone at my company who worked the booth there looked forward to it every year. But at the last minute, the CEO, wanting to keep costs down, decided the engineers weren't allowed at the party because of the cost, despite the fact that we had been busting our butts for weeks for this show. Our VP protested and was told to just take everyone out for dinner on the company's dime. So our VP took us all to a very expensive restaurant on the strip and said, get anything you want, let's max out the company credit card. Everyone got Wagyu steaks, expensive wine, old scotch, and all the desserts. The bill came out to around $15,000. That is at least 10 times what allowing us into the party would have cost. I guess in this story, VP stands for very pricey. Our next Reddit post is from Yes, I'm Still an Atheist. Settle in for a bit of malicious compliance for not being helpful. This is long, but I promise to make it worth your while. I'm an IT director, though I'm the only IT person in a nonprofit with 45 employees. The place I work is a toxic nightmare only because of the CEO. Everyone else is awesome. I didn't want to leave my job or my coworkers, but I was left with no choice. I was quiet quitting for several weeks while I interviewed for new positions. I took home all of my personal items from my office. The job market for an IT person of my caliber is like Candyland right now. I quickly found a new position, and on the exact day they gave me an offer, I submitted my two weeks notice to my old job. Granted, I'd been considering giving no notice and leaving with a fire and brimstone approach. But I read a lot of articles about resignation letters and avoiding any negativity, so I backed off and just gave a boilerplate two weeks notice resignation letter. Nothing positive, nothing negative. A coworker who wears several hats was selected to be the interim director. I met with that person and the chief operations officer to develop a transition plan to avoid as much chaos as possible. That person mostly worked in social media and marketing, but during the pandemic, I trained that person to be an emergency IT replacement in case anything happened to me. That person simply didn't have the experience to do all the things that I do. Network admin, systems admin, help desk, web development, app development, etc. I happen to be a unicorn of sorts, an IT generalist who has done it all. We met with the CEO in a cramped office to review the transition plan. We immediately stated that the interim IT director would not be able to do their old job while they were running IT in my place. The CEO is a complete narcissist and deeply arrogant, while also being completely incompetent and lacking in the most basic IT skills. She immediately pushed back on the plan, basically just because it wasn't her idea. She rejects other people's ideas 100% of the time. I tried to speak up because I've been doing this job for over five years, so I know the reality. There's simply no way this person could do IT and their old job. However, the CEO literally wouldn't let me finish a sentence. She wanted to see a checklist of my job duties. There are literally hundreds of pages of documentation for my role, which just isn't possible to summarize into a checklist. 
Everyone in the meeting had been emailed a disaster recovery document that I wrote for my role. We referred her to the document and everyone else was looking at it. She complained that the document hadn't been printed out for her. Ma'am, everyone else in the meeting had their laptops open with the document on it. I simply turned my laptop around and gently pushed it towards her. She flew off the handle at me because she wanted a printed copy and said, You are not being helpful. The whole reason why I was in the meeting in the first place was literally to be helpful. This document has tons of hyperlinks in it, so a printed copy would be useless. But still, I tried to oblige by taking my laptop back and started to print out the document. Before I could finish, she was standing next to my chair and was saying, Are you gonna move? I guessed that she was trying to get past me to go to the printer. Oh, you think that I'm not being helpful? You have no idea. I said, Okay, I'm done, went back to my office, wrote a new resignation letter, went right back to the meeting, and handed it in. I said, instead of leaving in two weeks, I'm leaving in one week. The CEO's jaw dropped to the floor. She was speechless. She just sat there sputtering as I closed the door behind me. They begged me to go back to two weeks' notice out of courtesy and professionalism. I just told them that courtesy and professionalism is a two-way street, and they hadn't earned it. And during this last week, I'm not going to do anything. Instead of tying up loose ends, I'm just going to sit around and watch them scramble. Good luck installing new passwords or updates on computers that require an admin password. Good luck handling the media coordinator who often causes huge problems with his antiquated studio equipment. Good luck onboarding new staff with their accounts, passwords, and equipment needs. Good luck helping the CEO use her smartphone every day and helping her search for emails in her inbox with over 25,000 unread messages. Good luck with the security systems that I installed and maintained for three years. Good luck maintaining 10 websites, seven of which I personally developed and maintained. I'll just sit back and watch the show. Malicious compliance is now the main course in a delicious meal, seasoned with the tears of a bitter, incompetent CEO. Our next Reddit post is from Hasvera Farah. So I work at a small store. My manager quit, the AM got fired for stealing money, and two other employees quit because of the new workload. So now, I'm stuck doing all of it. I told my district manager that I expected a temporary increase of 29 bucks an hour, plus overtime to account for the extra work outside of my job description. That amount isn't random. It's the sum of mine and my manager's wages. If you expect me to do the work of five people, then pay me. He says no, and that I'm not expected to do any more than my agreed-upon job description. His exact words were, Just keep doing your job. Nobody's expecting you to do the other's jobs as well. So, I do just that. I don't do the deposits, security briefings, sales reports, containment inspections, etc. All those tasks are outside my job description. So, my DM gets mad, saying that none of my work is getting done. I told him, you told me that you weren't going to improve my temporary wage increases because you weren't expanding my job tasks. Therefore, I only did my job. He threw a fit about me obviously misunderstanding him and I stopped and told him, I didn't misunderstand you. I told you that I would not do extra work without extra compensation. I should also mention that I went from working 15 hours a week to 75. He called me lazy and greedy because I just want to make a buck. Um, yeah, that is indeed how this whole employment thing works. You need a job done, I agree to do the job for payment, and you pay me to do the job. So I just quit.
Have fun working the entire store by yourself without overtime because you're an exempt employee. Man, how is a manager going to get upset at OP for saying he's just here to make a buck? Like, what does he think the people at McDonald's do? Like, I'm just, I'm just really passionate about hamburgers. And frying french fries is just my dream in life. The money is just a side benefit. Really? I just want a job that makes me smell like french fries every day. Our next Reddit post is from Mr. Mando. I worked as tech support for a global insurance company. Our old manager retired. He was a cool guy and not a micromanager. We got this new manager who was, right away, very confrontational. He was a my-way-or-the-highway kind of guy, even when we explained the bureaucracy of our company and processes. For whatever reason, he had it out for me, and he went as far as to make comments in front of everybody about replacing me. At one of our employee review meetings, he said that he was getting complaints about me not smiling enough. Which I found very odd, because I consider myself a likable person, and I'm always joking with other users and employees, which I found helps with the job. So he continues, and even goes as far as to show me how to smile. Cue malicious compliance. I proceed to give the most forced, creepy smile humanly possible every time that I interact with a user, every single time. People asked me what was wrong, and I always answered, I'm just following an employee review that I was instructed to smile more, so I'm smiling. I was doing this for a couple of days, and after an interaction providing support for human resources, with the smile and the explanation, I went back to my desk. And a couple of minutes later, I see the HR lady go to my boss's office, and they were in there for like half an hour. After she leaves, the boss calls me in, and he tells me that I don't have to smile anymore. I sarcastically respond with, Aw, do I really have to stop? He looks at me and tells me, That is all. He left like a year later, and no one, not even the other managers, liked him. Down in the comments, we have this story from Baby Angel Eyes. I hated when people told me to smile more when I worked at my night shift coffee drive-thru. One guy said, You know, if you smile more, you'll get better tips. At the time, I was going to college during the day, freshly lost my mother to cancer, and working nights full-time. I replied with, you know, you should say that to your wife and have her make your coffee then. He never said anything about me smiling again, and he started tipping the night shift staff. Then, a similar story from Piewacker. I had to be back at work three days after my husband's death, after a 10-year battle with cancer. I was a complete emotional wreck. A customer tells me to smile because I look like someone just died. I replied, yes, my husband died three days ago. And I got written up for this, but I quit shortly after. That was our slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.